Hey there, here's a thought, listeners. This is your host, Jan M. Flynn, and I am taking a brief hiatus while I do some traveling and some writing. But while I'm gone, I'm going to be revisiting some of my older episodes from our first season. This one was one that was recommended by a listener. And as always, I love getting suggestions for topics to overthink on an upcoming episode, so keep that in mind. Meanwhile, if you haven't heard this one yet, it's a new one on you. And if you have, you might want to listen to it again, especially if you're a woman, because we all go through changes, and this one is the biggie. Hello there, and welcome to Here's a Thought, the blogcast for people who overthink. I'm Jan M. Flynn, and I write novels, stories, and essays, and that means I spend a lot of time in my head. Some of the time I'm thinking, but by that I usually mean overthinking. If your brain tends to run like a hamster in a wheel, like mine does, I know the feeling. Sometimes you could use a break from the voices in your head, so I invite you to spend a little while listening to the ones in mine. This is episode two of season two of Here's a Thought. And if you've listened in the past, you know I've been asking for input from you, my wise and curious listener. Because I know you've got a busy mind and an active imagination, and I would love your ideas about what you'd like me to take on in an upcoming episode. Because, hey, this stuff isn't going to overthink itself. So you can email me without getting on a newsletter or email list at heresathought8 at gmail.com or contact me on my website at janmflynn.net or send me a DM on Twitter at janmflynnauthor. And you can find those links in the show notes. And as I mentioned in the first episode of the season, I've gotten some intriguing responses, and many of them seem to share a theme. Change, as in life changes, the kinds of passages that we go through in the course of our journeys here on Earth. Some of them are changes we look forward to. I mean, what little kid doesn't dream of all the stuff they're going to get to do once they grow up? And honestly... It's still disappointing to me that adults don't have ice cream for every meal. At least, not hardly ever. There are a lot of other changes that come and rearrange our lives for us, whether we want them to or not. And one of those changes that listeners have suggested I help them overthink is one that every woman, or every person with a standard-issue female anatomy, is going to go through, if they live to a certain age. Not that the age they'll go through it is all that certain, because there's a huge range, and it's different for all of us. And it's a change that is unlike pregnancy and childbirth. It's not even like what used to be called becoming a woman back when I was navigating puberty, because this is a change that we don't talk about. Not enough, anyway. I'm referring, of course, to menopause. I mean, sure, you can find self-help books about it, many of which have a lot to say about how to manage hot flashes and keep your skin dewy and fresh and, in general, get through the whole thing without slowing your pace or being too much of a bother to anybody. When I did a quick search on Amazon for menopause bestsellers, the first title I came up with was a diet book. Another diet. Just what I'm looking for when I'm confronting a change that will alter nearly every function of my body and usher me into another phase of life. I mean, what's the metadata there? Maybe if we're really good and practice self-denial, nobody will notice that we're no longer young and hot. Just hot. 
and no longer potential baby machines. Women in menopause or perimenopause don't get much special treatment or consideration. We get jokes about it. No, it's not hot in here, it's just you. Hot flashes are God's little way of preparing you for hell. Who are the seven dwarves of menopause? Itchy, bitchy, sleepy, sweaty, bloated, forgetful, and psycho. Not exactly positive messages, and not very helpful when your body is changing in bewildering ways. Where's the instruction manual? When we go see the OBGYN who was so helpful during our reproductive years, the waiting room is still stocked with brochures and books about pregnancy, but copies of what to expect when you're not expecting? Not so much. We're left to figure things out on our own. Maybe we talk to the friends we have who are also going through the change, but we don't do it in mixed company. Not even around the husbands who used to be so excited to share the video of their wives' home births. Menopause isn't considered exciting. Not fun, not sexy, not even something we want to admit. Google definition of menopause and you'll see it described as an end the end of a woman's menstrual cycles, the end of her childbearing years, the end of her hormones as she knew them. The end. Nowhere is it defined as the beginning of a woman's post-reproductive years. And that, in my never-humble opinion, is a damn shame. Because I can speak from experience, as much as I loved my nurturing years, leaving behind the monthly cycle thing is liberating. Not having to worry about either getting pregnant or not getting pregnant, let me tell you, until you get there, you don't realize how much energy and headspace that takes up. But if you're a woman in the thick of the change, I'm not here to blow Pollyanna smoke up your skirt. That's the last thing you need. Your body and psyche are going through an upheaval that makes puberty look like a day at the beach. And the timing of all this turmoil probably sucks. Here's what one of my listeners had to say about her experience. You feel like an alien in your own body, yet it can affect every relationship around you. I myself started early, as my body apparently decided to go through menopause when my oldest daughter was in high school and my middle daughter in middle school. So the perfect timing, when two young ladies emotionally needed me the most, my body started to change without my permission. Well, maybe back in the day when women in our culture were more likely to marry young and have babies soon after, this wasn't such an issue. But it's common now. It can seem like our kids have climbed onto a hormone roller coaster at the same time that we have, except ours is going backwards. And it's not just our relationships with our offspring that can be thrown into upheaval. Our significant others are going through stuff of their own, and either our parents or theirs might be getting to the place where they need more from us. And then there's work. Menopause tends to hit right around the time we think we've peaked, professionally speaking, and considering how flat-out hard we've had to work to get where we are, it seems like we should get to ease back on the gas pedal a little. If we have progressive workplaces, lucky us. But very few of us escape productivity culture. To compensate for brain fog and mood swings and fatigue... We're likely to crank our engines all the harder, even when our bodies and our spirits are telling us to do the opposite. Sure, self-care is a buzzword now, but slowing down, even when it makes sense, 
is still frowned on. We know we'd feel better and do better work after a nap or a walk in the fresh air, but we soldier on without it. What if upper management looks at us and sees not a worker with valuable experience and institutional knowledge, but a hefty payroll expense that could be reduced by replacing us with someone younger? Menopause starts changing the way we think about a lot of things, like mortality and the fact that our time, no matter how full we stuff it or how carefully we manage it, is limited. We start caring more about the quality of our days, and that, I'm convinced, is what this life change is meant to do. It may be the time when we realize that our current job, no matter what we've achieved in it or how high up the ladder we've risen, isn't right for us anymore. But if we leave it, is there anything else out there for us? Menopause is like a recurring reminder you can't erase from your smartphone. At 3 a.m., remember your youth is fading. Today at noon, your options are no longer unlimited. Menopause forces us to confront the reality of aging. I'm pretty sure that's another one of its functions. It's a biological threshold into what could be regarded as a time of greater wisdom and understanding. But biology doesn't take culture into account. And in our culture, for women especially, aging is in poor taste. And ageism, I'm sorry to say, is a real thing. And like menopause, it can start earlier than you expected. It too can be hard to recognize at first, like when your doctor or dentist starts calling you young lady, or you're chatting with your younger co-workers and in the course of your conversation you state your age. At least one of them is going to say, you can't be, or you sure don't look it. They mean well, probably. A lot of bigotry is unconscious. And just like any ism, what drives ageism is fear. With so many negative and unexamined assumptions around both menopause and aging, no wonder. We're afraid of losing our social currency, our sexuality, our visibility, our identity. Fear is understandable, but the problem is that fear creates resistance. And resistance makes any change more painful. It makes it harder to ask for help or even remember that we deserve whatever support we need, hormonal, emotional, social, spiritual, to feel good. Resistance to change makes it really hard to look past whatever threshold life is dragging us across to see that what's on the other side might be kind of awesome. Somewhere, I read an account by a woman who found her little girl sobbing in bed the night before her ninth birthday. "'Honey, what's wrong?' Mom said. "'Tomorrow's your birthday.' And the little girl cried, "'I don't want to be nine. I loved being eight. I don't want eight to be over.' "'Oh, that's a kid after my own heart. But I think what all women going through menopause could use is the kind of warm reassurance that mom offered her daughter.' Yes, it's scary to let go of who you were. Leaving behind any cocoon, any chrysalis, is hard work. It might even hurt for a while. But you've got this, and I promise it gets better. You're becoming more, not less. Maybe that's what we can offer each other, a welcome to the circle of wise women. Come on in. Get real with us. There's a lot of laughs ahead of you, a lot of love, a lot of life. 
You just have to be brave enough to claim it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Here's a Thought with Jan M. Flynn. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and help us build our audience by leaving a star rating or a review. Have an idea for what you'd like to hear over thought in an upcoming episode? You can find links in the show notes to get hold of me. And you'll also find a link to a pretty cool online magazine that I've recently discovered, themidlife.com, Menopause is Hot. You might want to check it out. So until next time, whatever phase of life you're in, may you savor all the best of it, and may all your thoughts be good ones.